Melissa. And my name is Christian. And welcome to season four of the Startup Brew Fargo podcast. Startup Brew is a weekly event hosted by Emerging Prairie in downtown Fargo, where we believe entrepreneurship is energized over brews. Each week, we bring entrepreneurs, founders, and innovators together because we believe they succeed when they have access to each other and the community that supports them. This summer, Startup Brew will occur each Wednesday morning at Drecker Brewing. This week, we welcome Jim Manny, who is the producer for Tank House, and Raina Bergstrom, Miss North Dakota. Jim Manny is the managing director of Click Content Studios. From a young age, Jim knew he wanted to be involved in the film or music industry. Jim has spent his career focusing on serving businesses that want to leverage the power of content through the combination of technology, talent, and simplicity. Let's listen to what Jim had to say. Thank you. Super cool to be here. I was in the audience a lot, so I saw a lot of great speakers here, and it's kind of just mind-blowing for me to be asked to do this. And when you're asked to speak at Startup Brew, they send you some handy little tips, like try to memorize your speech. And I'm thinking, yeah, I can't memorize the zip code in West Fargo when I'm buying stuff on Amazon. I'm not going to remember six minutes of, of what I'm going to say up here. And a buddy of mine said, it's only six minutes. It's six minutes. You can feel six minutes. And I was like, six minutes is relative because six minutes of getting a massage goes a lot faster than, say, six minutes over at Ice House doing CrossFit. So, all right. Um, but I'm really happy to be here. And, and thank you for the nice introduction. Um, Tank House is a film about two incredibly pretentious theater actors who are banished from New York City after an unfortunate incident during a performance, and they end up in Fargo, North Dakota, wanting to start a theatrical revolution. And our journey begins about three years ago, really. Actually, let's go back a little further. Make it four years ago, and we're bi-coastal. So in New York City, two recent NYU grads Noam Tomashoff and Chelsea Fry started working on uh, some sketch comedy, and one of them was about these pretentious theater actors that they, I guess, come across in their career over the years in high school drama and, and later on in college. And they thought it was so funny that they sh they sh shot a short film, and they took it to Denver, Colorado, to a thing called Series Fest. Now, while this was going on, a young producer in Los Angeles named Matthew Cooper just finished his very first short film and was looking for his next project. And these two worlds collided in Denver, Colorado at Series Fest. They hit it off from the very beginning and they decided to all move to LA and they were gonna start working on the script that would become Tank House. And one of the early iterations of Tank House ended up in the hands of a gentleman named Travis Rosenbluth. And he said, I love this idea, it's funny, but instead of upstate New York, what if the lead actors are banished to Fargo, North Dakota? So that would be funny, right? And Travis happened to live in Fargo at the time. Now, to get to this point even is pretty miraculous that all these things fell into place. So Travis comes back to Fargo and he starts meeting up with people like Margie Bailey and Art Phillips, former owner of Video Arts, and, and anybody involved in the arts community in setting up meetings. 
One of these meetings was with Forum Communications President Bill Marcel Jr. The Marcel family and Bill have been huge proponents of the arts community in, in Fargo-Moorhead. And he took this meeting and he thought this is going to be great because about the same time where I work at Click Content Studios, we had been producing a couple of TV shows that ran uh, on Fox Sports North and the ABC stations around uh, the U.S. And we finished a few documentaries, too. And he, we wanted to do something bigger, but we didn't know if we could take on something like Tank House. Uh, and, and so luckily, this all happened within a few weeks. Bill meets with the guys from Tank House. We all get together and say, let's do this thing. Let's figure out how to shoot a film in Fargo. So this was about March of 2019. Now, creating a film, shooting a film, is almost almost identical to starting a company. If you're an entrepreneur, you're going to go through the same steps, right? You have an idea. In our case, it was a script. You need to form a company. We formed Tank House LLC. You need to find funding, which we found through Click Content Studios and the Marcel family and you know in other places too. And then you hire employees. In our case it was cast and crew. And then of course you try to, to make the product or launch your website or whatever it was. And so in the six months from March to about October or September of twenty nineteen is when we did all of this planning. And so shooting began in, uh, I think it was September, middle of September or so of 2019, we had exactly 15 days to shoot in Fargo. Now, a lot of it was outside, and you can imagine what September and October is like. We shot all the inside shots at one time, and it was beautiful outside, 72 degrees every single day. And then when we moved to outside shots, it was about 40 degrees every single day. So we wrapped up shooting, and, and my point in telling you some of this stuff is that it's very, uh, you know, when you think about making a film and, and, and building an entrepreneur business, uh, it, it's very similar. You go through the same steps, you have the, hard, the same hardships and all of this, and like everyone else, we were completely shut down in 2020. I had just seen the first edit of Tank House in February, I think it was February 10th of 2020, and we went into the same stall that everybody else did. Uh, in, in a strange way, we were we found people who we could not afford six months prior, people who were working for Disney and Warner Brothers, uh, who were, like everyone, feeling a little unsure of the future, and they said, hey, I like your little film. I'll do it at a cut rate. And we got some really great people to help finish the film. So we ended up having this, the film has been done for about a year and a half. And, and it, right now it, it, you can see it at the Fargo Theater and I encourage you to see it at the Fargo Theater because uh, it, well, it's a theater and you're in the theater and part of the film takes place in the theater. But the film stars Tara Holt, Stephen Friedrich, Richard Kind and Christopher Lloyd. But the real star is Fargo and the people of Fargo. And this film, it would have never gotten done had we not had amazing support from the community. Now, we brought 40 people in from Los Angeles, actors, crew. Five of those crew members were graduates of MSUM who live in Los Angeles and work on huge projects. But they wanted to come home and work in Fargo in their hometown. They thought, when am I ever going to have a chance to work in Fargo again? But there were over 170 people from Fargo involved. The Red River Market, they set up on a random like Tuesday for what amounts to about five minutes in the film. 
I mean, it's amazing. But we had people, I've worked in LA, and I tell you, if you block off a street because you're gonna shoot an episode of NCIS, you're gonna get your tires slashed. They, they're not super excited about the film business, though, even though it's a huge part of their economy, obviously. But here, we got calls like, can I stop by with banana bread? Come on down, bring that banana bread. And this film, like you said, it would never have been completed without all of this time uh, where people uh, just offered up their services and, and help. And we used locations uh, all around town because we wanted to show off what Fargo really looked like, not what Hollywood thinks it looks like in the movie Fargo or the TV show Fargo. So a big uh, giant thank you to everyone. Is there anybody here who was in the film and did was, oh, awesome. That's super cool. What what day? What were you? What were you doing? I was a vendor at the river. Oh, thank you. So you're one of the people that made this film look authentically Fargo. And and so if you haven't seen it yet, it's available on demand at all the the outlets, you know, iTunes and Amazon Prime and all that. But it is playing at the Fargo Theater. It's such a great weekend. They extended it for a week, so it'll be at the Fargo Theater until the 26th. So please go out and uh, uh, take a look at it. I hope you're proud of what we've done with Fargo, and thank you very much for uh, allowing us to disrupt your lives for a few weeks in in 2019. But uh, it, we couldn't be happier with the way the film turned out. So thank you very much. I appreciate the time. Christian, what did you want to be when you grew up? You know, Tressa, I think I wanted to be an astronaut. Oh, really? Well, you could still make that dream come true. You know, <laughs> I'm just not sure about that. <laughs> but on to our next founder. Raina Bergstrom is the winner of the 2021 Miss North Dakota competition. Raina has created a message that addresses the importance of community and connection within this influencer and digital era. Today, she will be elaborating on her belief that it's important to remind one another that every individual has what it takes to make a positive impact wherever they might be. Let's listen to what Raina had to say. Good morning. It's great to see everybody. You know, Jenny did not tell me that we were going to be outside. So when I got ready this morning, I put on these lovely tall heels. So I've been, you know, balancing precariously over all these rocks here. But no, this is wonderful. We can be outdoors. I hope summer is finally here. And I'm just glad that we can be here together this morning. Like Jenny said, my name is Raina Bergstrom, and I've had the joy of serving as Miss North Dakota for the last 11 months. I have just one month left. It is, in fact, a one-year job. And every single year, the competition, yes, we call it a competition, no longer a pageant actually, takes place in Williston, North Dakota. And my journey is becoming Miss North Dakota didn't begin this past year, but in fact, seven years ago, while I was a freshman at Concordia College. I was 19 years old the first time that I decided to compete, and the way that the Miss America organization organization is structured is there's a three-tier system. So we have local competitions, and if you win a local competition, that makes you eligible for the state competition and competing then for the job of Miss North Dakota or whatever state you're in. And then if you win that state title, you win the job for the year, and they get to go on to compete for the job of Miss America. 
And so when I was 19 years old, I had a family friend who was Miss North Dakota at the time, Jackie Ernest. She's also from Fargo. And she encouraged me to compete. And I've grown up loving the arts. Being from Fargo, growing up here, I was able to plug in at a young age, doing playing the violin, the piano, doing a lot of performing arts things. And she told me that they'd be, this would be a great opportunity to compete because talent is the largest part of our competition. So I said, oh, sure. Like, that sounds fun. It was a, it was a February, uh, February 2015. And I signed up just a couple of days before this local competition and really didn't know what I was getting myself into because other than watching Miss America on ABC every year, I little had no idea about the world of pageants. And it just was never something that I thought, oh, that could be me one day. It never even crossed my mind. Sure, I'd grown up doing the performing arts, but I was very shy as a kid and public speaking, something like this absolutely terrified me at this point in my life. But I signed up because I figured I have nothing to lose and ended up winning a local title that day. And that day they told me then that I was going to compete for the job of Miss, excuse me, not Miss America, Miss North Dakota. And that was three months later. So I, I was ready to go. I had actually started training out in Western Montana to be a Bible camp counselor at the time. So I'd done about a week of camp counselor training out West and rode the train from Whitefish, Montana to Williston, arrived in my Chaco sandals and gym shorts, hadn't showered in a week. I was like, okay, I'm competing for the job of Miss, Miss North Dakota. And I had about an hour to get ready before we had to do our first, first activity. And it's a week long of a competition. And that first week of doing this, I was so impressed by the community of people who I was surrounded by, the caliber of the ladies who I was competing alongside, but really the volunteers and the staff who were part of this organization. And that first year I placed second runner up and I was thrilled because Miss North Dakota is in fact a scholarship organization and the Miss America organization is the largest provider of scholarships to women in the United States. So I walked away from that state competition with a great scholarship package, but also not yet committing to the job of Miss North Dakota. And you know, that first year it, it planted the seed. It planted the seed of a dream and while I was competing that week, it dawned on me, you know, a job at Miss North Dakota, what an opportunity to serve this state and a place that's given so much to me over the course of my life. And to one day be that, to become Miss North Dakota, to be a role model for young people across the state, I want that opportunity. So that first year I got my feet wet, and so I decided to come back a second year to compete for the job, and very similar thing happened. I placed second runner up, and I was, I was pretty happy with that. I mean, I stayed consistent at least, but I, I didn't win, and I was okay with that. I was halfway through college at this point, had just finished my sophomore year at Concordia, and after that happened, I figured, you know, I want to finish school, I want to graduate, and then maybe in a couple years I'll come back and I'll try this one more time. And that's exactly what I did. Three years later then, I competed for what I thought was my very last time. And I worked really hard. The main part of the competition is, of course, talent. And then we have an onstage interview, and then an onstage question, and a private interview. So it's a lot of public speaking. And I, I prepped to what I thought was the best of my ability. And I felt really good going into the state competition. This was in 2019. And I got to the state competition, and I won every element of the state competition. I was thrilled. I was like, yes, this is, I got this. This is my time. And got to the final round, and it comes down to a judge's final ballot. And I ended up getting first runner-up. And, well, sure, that's that's wonderful. Second place, right? I, I hadn't gotten my dream. I hadn't achieved it. And so I was bummed. And in that, at that point in time, I just... 
I really questioned my worth, to be honest, because I was like, well, maybe I'm just not good enough. It's not meant to be. It's not in the cards. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I can't communicate effectively. And I just kind of ruled it out and I moved on. And it wasn't until eight months later when the last local competition of the season, North Dakota average has around five to eight locals a year. And the new local director of this specific competition reached out and said, Raina, I think you should try this just one more time. First of all, I was like, I don't know you. You don't know my story. What are you talking about? But that kind of got the, the wheels turning again. And I talked to my mom. I talked to my sister, who's my best friend. I talked to a number of my, the people in my life who are closest to me. And each and every one of them encouraged me and said, Raina, we think you should do it again. This was March of 2020. So I competed in a local competition. And then, of course, two weeks later, the pandemic hit. And the state competition, instead of happening of June of 2020, of course, was canceled with everything else in our world. And it was postponed to June of 2021. So instead of having about three months to reflect and think about why I still wanted this, I ended up having 15 months. And in those 15 months, I, along with all of you, spent a lot of time at home, had a lot of time to think. And during that time, I realized, wow, how cool would it be to win in June of 2021 and get to go interact with people, interact with students across the state of North Dakota. And instead of having a year where I'm literally all alone, I'd have a year where I get to be out and meeting with people and engaging with one another. And that just kept being front of mind as I was preparing for the state competition in June of 2021. And of course, June came in 2021 and I felt peace. I didn't expect to win because I'd been so close multiple other times. So I knew I knew how that felt to get so close and then it not happen. So I remember when I was holding the other gal's hands when it was just us two on the stage that finals night, I was holding her hands. I was like, it's not me. It can't be me. I've been here before. This isn't going to happen. So when I did, it was incredibly validating because it had been seven years in the making where I'd been working for that dream. I know for many of us here, we're all on our own journeys, whatever that might be. And what I've been telling kids this year is a lot of things in life are going to take work. They're going to take perseverance. You're going to have to keep going after it again and again and again. And very rarely does it happen that first time. But if you do continue to work for something and chase it with all you got, I promise it'll be worth it. And it might not happen the first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time, maybe not even the fifth time. But I do believe that perseverance does pay off and that perseverance gets us places in life. And so this past year, I've had the most up and down, crazy wild ride of a year. I was able to compete at the 100 year anniversary of Miss America, which was a true honor to stand on that iconic stage and say, hey, I'm Raina and I'm from North Dakota. I had such pride in saying those words. And I've been able to travel crisscross across the state. I put on about 20,000 miles on my car, which hurts now with the cost of gas prices. But, uh, you know, when I first started to, or in June of 2021. I think I filled up my tank for about 30 bucks. Now it's about 60, so that hurts a little bit. But it's been such a joy getting to talk with people and meet with people across the state, visiting corners of North Dakota I've never seen. Before this year, I felt like I'd really seen the interstate and the cities off the interstate, but going to rural small towns. I was in Plaza, North Dakota last last week, and which is a agriculture farming community. And it's just so fun. I, I hopped in on a random uh, coffee hour happening in, in a hardware store and it was about six older people who've been doing this for years and sat and talked with them over coffee moments like that you can't that's what this life is meant for is for conversation and relationship and so I know I'm kind of probably coming up on my time but I want to leave you with a quote and it's Nelson Mandela said this many years ago 
When we allow our own light to shine, we unconsciously give others the permission to do the same. So I want us to remember that. And I just want to thank you for being here this morning, being in a relationship with one another and connecting, because this is what life is truly about. presentation, we jumped into a live Q&A session with the audience, joined by our host, Jenny Sheets from the Emerging Prairie team. Let's listen in. So get your questions ready, everybody. All right. Well, we really like to keep it positive. The sun is shining. It's a beautiful day. So let's start out with something good. What is something you're proud of, a success. What are you celebrating lately? Either one of you. Oh, goodness. Well, we have our state competition in three weeks. And for me, it's been so much fun watching the girls prepare for the competition. We have 14 gals from across the state of North Dakota who are competing for now my job to take it. It's been fun being a resource for them and hearing their own journeys and stories to coming to compete for Miss North Dakota. And I guess on a personal level, I'm, I recently got engaged. So I'm planning a wedding. Thank you. Yay. Did I hear somewhere that you're getting married in Montana? Yeah. <gasps> Where in Montana? On Flathead Lake. Oh my goodness, what a dream. No, that's where I worked at a Bible camp. So that first year when I competed for the job of Miss North Dakota, I came from being training at this Bible camp, and I worked there for a summer. So we're actually getting married at the Bible camp that we Oh, at. really cool. Congratulations. Thank you. Amazing. It. Jim, what are you celebrating? I'm so happy this movie is out. <laughs> that is all I am celebrating. You guys did it. It has been uh, three years every week. Every uh, you know Saturdays, pacing in my backyard, talking to uh, you know marketing people and all of this stuff, and I'm just happy. I'm, I'm happy it's done and happy it's out there, and I want to go on to the next thing. So that is the happiest thing uh, that's happened. I can't even imagine. I, I, everybody got hit hard, but the arts got hit really hard. To see how things just came to a complete halt. So now to see it across the finish line, congratulations. Thanks. That is awesome. Well, let's open it up before we run out of time for some questions. Yes. I'm going to repeat that just for the live live stream here. So um, was there a time during the making of the film that you thought this wasn't going to happen? And how did you turn it around? Dang, there's a live stream. Hey, that's you guys. <laughs> I would have been really nervous had I known that. Or more nervous. Uh, so every day I felt like that, to be honest. It, there was, especially when, when COVID hit and we shut down and nothing happened for months, uh, I was nervous. But I sat at the Fargo Theater. I went to LA for the for the LA premiere, which is something I never thought would ever happen in a billion years, that I would get to go and, and, and participate in this. So it was really, you know, starstruck and, you know, my head was on a swivel. Uh, and I wasn't nervous for that because those were not my people. Those were social media influencers. There was people from talent agencies and all this. They were not my people. And we came back here to Fargo uh, a week or so ago, and I was scared, uh, nervous about everything because it was for you. And you were there, and we wanted to be to do something that made you that made you proud and showed Fargo in a great light. So I honestly never thought up until about two months ago that it was ever going to happen. And, and I was scared right up until the moment people laughed. And then I was like, okay, we might actually get out of here live. <laughs> awesome. Any other questions? Yes, Ricky in the back. Oh, 
So Raina travels a lot around the stage and around the nation. What is one thing you try to tell people about North Dakota, right? When I think of North Dakota, of course I think of our people. And I think everyone can claim that of their state or their place. They're like, oh, the people are really what make it unique and why I love being here. But I mean, truly, that is why I love being from North Dakota. I mean, of course, I brag about our, the Badlands, Teddy Roosevelt National Park, and how we have wild bison roaming and and um, and horses. So I, I talk about our beautiful landscapes and just the fact that we have one of the best economies in the United States. That shocks people. When I tell people I'm from North Dakota, a lot of times I hear, oh, I've never met anyone from North Dakota. You know, I'm like the very first. So I always like, I always like to say I'm a rare breed. And <laughs> but then they say, oh, that's cool. And a lot of times they don't even know where it is. So I really get to educate them. It's funny. I recently posted a video on TikTok. And I'm not a TikToker. But this TikTok went somewhat viral. And there was a whole slew of comments just saying, wow, I've never, never met anyone, seen anyone from North Dakota. I didn't even know North Dakota existed. And it just kind of makes me laugh because then I get to be like, yeah. North Dakota is a great place, and now you can look it up and know that we are, in fact, real, and it's a wonderful place to be from. And when you say viral, how viral? I, you know, there's uh, uh, like 15 I million views. 15 million views. Um, can you tell us? It was a really cute video. <laughs> it's funny. So I really not put any thought into my TikTok strategy, or really TikTok's been one of those platforms that I kind of just toss up a video, really don't think much about. And this video is my of my brother and I. My brother's a senior at Cheyenne High School, and he didn't have a date to his senior prom. And so I told him, Leif, you have to go to your senior prom. His name is Leif. And so I accompanied him in the Grand March at Cheyenne's uh, senior prom or prom. And this video, I made it in about two minutes, about 10 seconds long. And it's just us walking at prom. And it just says, my brother didn't have a date to his senior prom. So I went and got Wearing to go the with, sash. Wearing the, the sash and the crown, all the garb. Yes. Amazing. Yeah, so 15 million, just a tad more than we have in our state. Just a little you bit. You got to represent <laughs> us there. So, yeah. Jim, I'd love to know your take on that question as well. When you travel around and people say Fargo, like North Dakota, what, like, is there, do you feel a sense of responsibility to talk about the state? How do you talk about it? Absolutely. I feel responsibility to talk about the state. It's, we're not thought about in, it, they don't know what we really are. That's the thing. People outside of this area do not understand North Dakota. And, uh, and I'm happy to you know to preach the word whenever I can but when people came here from Los Angeles for the first time and saw what we have here two of them contacted real estate agents because they wanted to they thought well I'm, I may just move here because there's an international airport I can still do my my work as a, a makeup artist or uh, whatever they were doing at the time and uh, they fell in love with it and so I've you know, that's part of it it's like you've got to you've got to see it you've got to be uh, you got to experience North Dakota and not just Fargo, of course, um, but there's every corner of the state has its own amazing, uh, beautiful places and beautiful people. So you know, it's it, I always just say to people is like just come on to town, just spend a weekend, see what you think. And there's a ton of videos on on YouTube where people do that. They've created content uh, after spending a few days here in Fargo, and it's great. And I love that. And I hope uh, you know, I hope that more people discover what we have to offer. Well, it's people like you guys and Danny from the Convention and Visitors Bureau who are bringing people in. And then it's people like all of you who are such good hosts, showing them a good time, bringing the banana bread, right? We're, we're good people. All right, we got a question back there. Mm, that's a good question. So the pandemic made all of us pause, which really halts momentum. How do you pick up and not give up? I thought about that a lot this year, because especially with my school tour, 
a lot of educators are exhausted and the fact to you know bring in you know someone to come speak at their school it has been hard because we haven't received as many requests. I do have a business manager who has helped me with some of that scheduling. And she's told me like, yeah, we haven't received as many. And so for me, it's hard not to take that personally and be like, wow, I suck. You know, <laughs> it's not, that's it's out of my control at that point, but it's really just, I think really leaning into those relationships that we do have and asking for help and be like, Hey, like I'd love to be at your event or I'd love to connect with you and meet up. I think it really takes an extra dosage of just being intentional and leaning into those relationships that you do have jim what about you well it was it was difficult but i made a promise to myself that that i was going to do something useful during this time because all of a sudden my my time freed up i didn't have to drive into work anymore um we were working from home at the time and there was a little bit of you know all this uncertainty that that i think we all experienced but what i ended up doing is i I found something that i was going at the end of the when i knew it was going to someday be over i knew that i was going to have be a better person for it somehow and so i i turned inward and just started like working on things that i knew i needed to work on public speaking should have been one of them um (laughs) but um but i that's what i did I just I I wanted to keep creative and to do things that I hadn't done before. I started um, composing music, like orchestrating music, which I'm not a great musician, but that's what I did, and I, I wanted to come out of it um, feeling like I I did something with the time, and that helped me feel like I I wasn't just on pause. That's really good advice. I feel like a lot of us did that where if we couldn't work on our business or we couldn't compete or finish the film, you had to do something, anything, right? I also did music. I picked up the flute for the first time since eighth grade. Well, still, I'm really good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll Collab. play for you sometimes. Put, Collab, definitely. Hot cross buns, I am <laughs> dialed. Uh, well, before we wrap up, I've got one last question for you guys. But um, Raina, what's in... What's this box down here? There's something a little sparkly. Sparkly in there. What? Really? Do do you want me to pull it out? I would love to see it. So, something, as I get caught around here, I do get to wear what's in this box every once in a while. Oh. When I won the job at Miss North Dakota, they did place this crown on my head. And it's been a lot of fun wearing this. I've had a lot of students ask throughout the year, like, why why do you have a crown? Do you have to wear the crown? And I say, well, no, I don't. But there's not many jobs that you get to wear a crown. So why not? Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Can I try it on? Yes, you can. Do you want me to crown you? Oh. Wow, that looks very nice on you, Jenny. I am so <laughs> scared this is going to fall off my head. Are you holding it? I am holding it. Oh, yes. I bobby pin it to my oh, head. That's how I actually wow. make it stay. Oh, that is so cool. Wow, so if you want to see that after, go find Raina. That is amazing. I can crown you. Wow, thank you, Raina. So, I last question for you guys. We always want to, you know, your friends are here. Your community is here. Um, welcome, both of you, welcome back to Fargo. You're on the road a lot, so you're here. What is one thing that we can do to support your work right now? Um, I think... You know, to continue to support the arts uh, in, in is one way that everybody can help. But um, I didn't really have a great message when I was talking earlier. But I want to encourage people to, if, if you want to make a movie, make a movie. You know, shoot it on an iPhone. Do something with it. Don't just wait around for something to happen. Or you don't need to go to LA. You can do it right here in Fargo. People will be willing to help. Be willing to help you. There's great drama departments at all the high schools, and uh, and of course MSUM and the other colleges have have people that are interested in film and there's a great community so uh, you can help by helping to create and so you know hopefully one day we can do another movie here or many movies here awesome Raina what about you we're always looking for 
girls to compete. We have a teen division as lo- along with the Miss division, and it's kind of hard to get gals to do it. I don't know if it's just because it's not part of our culture up here, but it really takes a lot of convincing. So you, if you know anyone between girls between the ages of 13 to 26, that's who is eligible to compete within the Miss America organization. And even if it's not someone who wants to compete, we're always looking for volunteers. We have our Fargo local competition in July every year. Megan McDougal heads that up. And yeah, I'd love to get people plugged in with our organization. And that's all we have for this week's Startup Brew Fargo. Thanks for listening in. Startup Brew Fargo is energized by Emerging Prairie, an organization dedicated to connecting and celebrating the Founders Ecosystem. Thank you to Emerging Prairie's annual partners and Founders Ecosystem partners. See you next time. And have an amazing week. Thank you.